I grew up near the ocean. As a kid, I loved the feeling where you lay down at night after having spent a day at the beach. You can still feel the pull of the tide as you lay on your back, as if you were still fighting against the undertow. The feeling of sunburned skin actually soothes me. That I'm so tired, but I feel so peaceful and content feeling, that's a familiar feeling. This morning I woke at 5.30 a.m. Anoma invited me on a hike that begins at 6. We trekked for six kilometers through the town, the beach, and the jungle. In the early afternoon, I walked in the scorching heat to Jungle Beach. That path, too, had beach, hills, and jungle. When the sweat was dripping down my back and the heat was becoming just too unbearable to handle, I heard the sounds of the beach. Jungle Beach is a local beach. Today was Saturday. The whole strip of beach was packed with laughing children and families swimming and playing on the shore. Men were playing instruments as couples danced arm in arm. Beer and liquor was flowing and delicious snacks were being eaten. Life was happening all around me. I sat and I watched for hours, a foreign observer. I'm always a stranger in a strange land. I write these words now as the sun sets and dips into the ocean. The Japanese pagoda in the distance is lit up and there are flaming torches that are lining the shoreline. I have a stiff cold drink, a plate full of food from the ocean and a candle glowing orange in front of me. Today marks two months into my journey. Every few days, I really have to remind myself that this is real, that I'm not dreaming on my work desk in New York. I am incredibly fortunate and incredibly happy to be on this journey, this adventure, this voyage. This is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. Voyagers, this is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. This one's coming to you live from Sri Lanka. Don't know where Sri Lanka is? Well, go to Google, go to your, I don't know, your map, your globe. Probably you're just going to search it on your phone. But look at India. Just below India, there is an island. It's kind of teardrop shaped. That is Sri Lanka. It's quite small. I believe that you can drive from the west coast in Colombo to the east coast in Arugambe in like seven, seven and a half hours. So that's, you know, the full diameter of, of the country. Now, I flew into Colombo, which is the capital, from people that I know who have been here and from some things that I read online, most people said just a couple of days in Colombo. And so far, yeah, I agree with that. I do think the charm in Sri Lanka lies in its nature and in the more rural settings. But international airports in Colombo, that's where I flew in. I think I spent three, yeah, three nights there. Initially, I noticed some differences from where I've been so far on this trip. So I'm going from Southeast Asia to Southern Asia, um, different geographic location and different culture. One of the similarities is that there are tuk-tuks all over the place in Colombo. So there's really no want of trying to find transportation. It's also low season right now. So what that means is obviously there's fewer tourists, fewer travelers. Uh, That's also because it's the rainy season right now. Uh, in this particular region, I think there are, there are different monsoon seasons depending on where you are in Sri Lanka. 
but in the you know southwest and up to like midwest coast it's rainy season that really hasn't affected anything so far the the rain has only really happened at night and so every single day has been really sunny and hot uh so yeah tuk-tuks tuk-tuks are everywhere and it can get to be a little bit much because you can't walk down the street literally without dozens of, of tuk-tuks stopping and tuk-tuk 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 like constantly Initially, I ran into a little bit of problems, too, in that, you know, when you negotiate for a tuk-tuk in many places, your word is kind of your bond. You come to an agreement beforehand, and the the price is what it's going to be after that initial um, negotiation. Here, I don't know if it's because it's low season and, and, and people are trying to make more money now, or if they're just able to kind of get away with swindling some tourists, but I've had a, a number of drivers who tried to change the price midway and say, oh, it's further than I thought it was, or you're like, no, this is how many kilometers, and they're like, oh, no, no, Google's wrong, <laughs> or pretend they don't know where your place is and drive around a lot more and then request more money. It's really not cool. Um, I'm not letting that you know, color my experiences here in Sri Lanka, but it's it's something to know. Um, it, it's made me do a whole lot of walking. <laughs> um, but in Colombo, I had some pretty cool experiences and I had a lot of really good food. One place in particular that I want to talk about is the Saraswati Lodge. So this was nearby. I was staying kind of on the coast by the beach, the train runs right along the coast. So I was really like, I don't know, um, 50 to 100 yards from the train tracks in the place that I was staying. I had a real cheap place, so uh, I didn't have much. I shared my room with some cockroaches, uh, a couple of lizards. But, you know, it was a good way to, to save some money on the, my first few days here in Sri Lanka. But the Saraswati Lodge was nearby, and in the morning... I went and I got string hoppers. So string hoppers are these, they, it almost looks like a plate of, of pasta, like dry pasta. It is rice flour that is pressed into noodles and it's steamed. And you use these to sop up dal, which is kind of like lentil soup or like a lentil curry dish. Um, and then you get a couple of accoutrements that are kind of like sambals, kind of like hot sauces, uh, if you've ever eaten Indian food before, I'm sure you've seen it. One red and one kind of greenish white. Really good. Um, I also got some type of a donut that came with it, which I don't normally eat donuts, but it was really good. I think it was also made out of rice flour um, and a coffee. And one of the coolest things is that, you know, I walk in and, you know, initially like no one really wanted to talk to me or even like show me to a seat. So so I asked like, hey, can I sit? Uh, I was really, not really, I was the only... Uh, foreigner in there. Um, so some people were staring at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, delicious, delicious, delicious food for, I believe it was $2 or less US. I went back there and I got the, the Madras Thali, Thali type of meal, which is essentially you get rice and you get some naan and you have like five, six different types of curries, vegetable and meat, and it's so, 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 so good. Both times I did get a lot of stares. I wasn't sure if it was because I was a lone foreigner or because I had not quite mastered the technique of eating with your hands. I refused to use a fork and a spoon because I don't want to be a, 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 a total foreigner um, total American <laughs> wanted to, to fit in and assimilate a little bit. Um, but Saraswati Lodge, really, really, really good food for so cheap and uh, good coffee as well. A lot of places that I ate were vegetarian. Again, it's part of the, the culture, which is heavily influenced by Hinduism and by Buddhism. I believe, if I'm correct, that a lot of Tamil people are Hindu and... Um, a lot of the Sinhalese are, are Buddhist. There are some really cool temples in Colombo, both Hindu and Buddhist. Um, I went to the Gengaramaya temple, which is really beautiful. 
It has a, a ton of Buddha statues in it. And when I was there, I was, I was walking around. I talked to a couple of people. And when I was about to leave, there's this glass case that has a Buddha in it. And it's locked up. And there's some people that were working there. And I saw a, a monk come over. And he opened the door and he went to go in. And a couple of people tried to go in and, and the, I don't want to say security, I guess the staff there at the temple were like, no, no, you can't go in. So the guy saw me and he, and he motioned and he said, come on over. So I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. And he had um, a couple with him that he invited over to. So it was two folks and then it was me. And he said, you know, where are you from, America? And I said, yeah, I'm from America, I'm from New York. So he said, oh, man, I've spent some time in, in Queens, in Kew Gardens, at a monastery there. So we were talking a little bit. He said he'd been to Staten Island, which is really close, obviously, to Bay Ridge, where I lived. And I don't know if I still live there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of stateless at this point. But we talked about that, and then he said, come on in. And he said a prayer for the couple. He said a prayer for me. He blessed me, and he gave me a bracelet. And I was like, man, this is, <laughs> this is really cool. That, that's a really nice thing for you to do. Afterwards, the couple said to me, the gentleman from the couple said, I've been coming here for years. They were Sri Lankan. And he said, I've always wanted to talk to him, but I've never gotten the chance. Like, you are super, super lucky to be able to do this. So that was awesome. Like, that felt really great. And I still have that, that bracelet that he gave me. And I'm super fortunate that I was able to get his blessing and to have this really unique experience in the Gangaramaya temple. So if you go there, maybe try to take a look out for him. He's the head priest and um, monk. Uh, the, the Sri Lankan man called him the head priest. I'm not sure if that's the exact terminology that you use, but that's essentially his function at the temple. Uh, really, really cool experience. You can then keep your ticket from the temple and go across the street, and there's this sort of pagoda out on the water, and that ticket will get you into that pagoda, and there's some Buddha statues there. There's a kind of a chill place that you can hang out under a wooden pagoda there that's sort of empty, and a lot of people were beating the heat because it's so hot, man. It is so, so hot. So that was a really cool experience. I quite liked the National Museum a lot. The, the history is incredible because it's going back uh, kingdoms for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, really, really nice museum with a lot of really cool art. Again, it's a, it's a way to like beat the heat of the days to go somewhere kind of shady and it's, it's nice and covered while you're there. Um, I had trouble in Colombo really connecting with anybody. Uh, as compared to Southeast Asia, I think it's it's much easier to meet people in Southeast Asia. Uh, people just come up to you, like, you look different, you're a foreigner, and say, hey, where are you from? Um, where are you going? What are you doing? Yeah, you got to be careful with this sometimes. You don't know if somebody's a scammer, but you can generally get a feel for people pretty quickly. Unfortunately, maybe those initial tuk-tuk interactions sort of colored my uh, perception of people and my interactions with people. And so I was very wary of people. And I felt kind of in Colombo that, you know, for the few times that people did talk to me, that they wanted something from me. I'll give you an example. When I was down by the water at the pagoda, a guy came and sat next to me and said, hey, how you doing? Where are you from? Oh, have you checked out the Buddha yet? Uh, the standing Buddha? Have you gone here or here? Oh, no, no. Oh, you should really go there. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. And then he says, well, for this much money, I'll take you there now. And uh, No, no, I could walk. No, no, no. How much, how much money will it cost to take you there? No, 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 I, I, no money. No. I'm trying to cut costs. I can walk, I can walk. And then like he got a little bit angry at me. Yeah, so, so those things are a little bit frustrating, but you learn how to, to navigate them. Um, I did meet a really nice guy who had a car who took me down to the beaches in the south. So that's where I am now in Unawatuna. You can also take a train ride there. It's about two hours. From what I've seen of the trains, they're really, really cool here. I'm going to take that famous ride from uh, Candy to Ella, or from Andy to uh, Ella to Candy, depending on which direction you're in. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll report back on that later. But I got a ride down here. I went to Gaul, which is this old Dutch fort 
and the old walls are still there, like the fortified stone walls. So it's an old-looking place with Dutch architecture, some old colonial-feeling type of a place. It's really pretty. You can actually go up by the watchtower and overlook all of Gaul and overlook the Indian Ocean, and it's really, really pretty. It's um, a place you really only need a couple hours in. I don't know that I would really stay there, but there's some good places to eat, and people go there to do some shopping. It's cool to walk the perimeter of the wall. You can actually go down off of the wall into the water. The lighthouse is really pretty there. It's worth checking out for an afternoon. But really, to me, sort of like the gem of the south is that you can, there's really one road that, that runs along a large portion of the south, and you can just hit beach after beach after beach after beach. I was staying in Unawatuna, but I hit a number of beaches. I walked real far, and I also took um, a tuk-tuk a couple of times to hit a number of the beaches along the south. You can go down to, to Tangal, which has um, turtle hatcheries and things like that. Uh, Marisa has a really nice beach. Unawatuna is a little more populated, but again, it's low season, so there's really not that many people here right now, which has been nice. Some of the wildlife you'll see are, are huge bats. One day I was running in the morning and I came upon some roadkill, which was a bat, like quite different from running across a, a squirrel or something like that back in, in New York or in the States. Um, just this massive bat lying on its back. Pretty dead, man. Um, there's big uh, red-faced monkeys. Sometimes you'll hear them yelling in the morning. I don't know if you could hear now, but there's all sorts of birds chirping behind me. There are these really big lizards that come running out. Not like the little lizards. So in Colombo, I had those little lizards that you might find in Florida, kind of hanging out in my hotel room. But these big, quick lizards, um, I don't know if they, if they bite or anything like that. But yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see those just walking around. But the beach is really pretty. Um, a lot of these beaches were heavily affected by a tsunami in 2004. And I know that they kind of had to uh, re-sand or repopulate the, the sand in Unawatuna because a lot of it got scooped out and washed out when the waters receded from that tsunami. But it's beautiful. There, there's really good seafood. I've been going for seafood at night. There's a place that I really like called Black and White. Um, when I go places, I love to try as much as possible, but then I love to have a place where I'm kind of a regular. So after a while, I started to get to know the guys, like they knew what I wanted. Uh, we talked about the podcast. We talked about their lives here. So I wanted to shout them out black and white. Uh, when I left, they gave me a bracelet also. So now I've got the, the bracelet from the temple and the bracelet from, from black and white. I recommend going there. Uh, good uh, tuna, searfish, prawns, and then they have some like catch of the day type of stuff. Really good at night. Um, if you go early at like five, they play like kind of like ambient music. It gets to be a little more dancey or, or kind of like reggae music later in the night when more people come. But if you go at five, you can watch the sunset and then they light all these torches along the shore. It's really beautiful. It's a nice place to get a couple drinks and to, to get some fresh seafood. There's this one place, Mati Gadara, which so shout out to Greg from um, Food and Footprints blog. Check them out. But he told me to check this out. Essentially, it's 350 rupees for an all-you-can-eat vegetarian lunch. 350 rupees is about 225 US dollars, two dollars and twenty-five cents. So quite cheap for all you can eat, and a godsend if you're on a budget. Honestly, like you can eat your day's worth of food here, or two meals worth of food. Really good stuff. I went a few times. Um, things like dal, obviously. Uh, two different types of rice, red rice and steamed white rice, um, some type of a banana dish, a, a couple of different uh, green leafy vegetables. I think one was like a banana leaf, um, all sorts of curries, a um, stewed tomato dish, awesome stuff. The first day I went there, it was one of the owner's birthdays. So this is really, this is the scene. I'm walking around. I'm sweating a lot. It's super hot here. And I stumble upon Mati Gadara, and I just hear singing the whole time. 
and there's four guys, which I later found out were like two guys that work there, the owner and another guy and two other guys. And they're sitting there. This is like two in the afternoon. And one guy's just belting out songs at the top of his lungs and his eyes are completely closed. And he's like rocking back and forth. And there's an empty bottle of liquor and a couple glasses. So these guys had been drinking and he, he's almost like, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, he's almost like drooling. Um, he, was in, he was in rough shape, but he's singing. And I'm, I'm kind of staring at them because I'm like, what's going on here? These guys are drunk so early. So the one guy looks at me and he's like, happy birthday. So I'm like, what? And he's like, happy birthday. So I point to the guy who's singing and I'm like, it's his birthday, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, his birthday. So happy birthday to you, my brother. They were... Uh, partying pretty hard there too they left him there <laughs> he passed out on the table a little bit later on um so yeah i guess he had a good birthday but i went back there after that and i saw him and uh we said hi and everything so he uh he made it out of that another really cool place to eat um was how do you say it metia's home cooked meals a place I recommend is uh, Skinny Tom's Deli for these amazing egg hoppers. Egg hoppers are eggs that are cracked inside of like a hard, uh, really thin, almost pancake batter cup, kind of. And you can use that batter to scoop out different curries. So you get three different amazing vegetables, spicy curries, and these egg hoppers. Oh, food here has been so good, man. Um, Jungle Beach is a beach I enjoyed going to. I went on the weekend. It was absolutely packed with locals. It's a local beach. And again, only a foreigner there. There's people singing, uh, playing music, playing drums, passing around beers, passing around liquor, eating food. Kids just screaming and jumping in the water, playing ball. It's a real cool place to go if you want to meet and interact with some locals. It's right by the Japanese Peace Pagoda, which I think is a great place to go to at night because it's like one of the best sunset spots I've seen in my life. The sun is huge here. I don't quite understand the, um, the geometry or the physics of that, really. I don't know why it appears so much larger than it does it in other places I've been. Maybe because we're on the equator. I don't know. Um, but it's gorgeous. You can walk past Jungle Beach down to, it's kind of like the southernmost point really and it's these rocks and you could just sit up on the rocks I went there there was no one there one couple came by at one point to take some pictures and left but just go down there and spend a couple hours watching the sun you know from about 4 30 to 6 30 dip down into the ocean it's absolutely beautiful the peace pagoda is great because when the sun sets also uh the monk in the in the temple next to the pagoda, it will, will bang a drum and chant. It's really, really, really cool. So yeah, come down south and hit up the beaches. Um, Delawella is the one with the famous rope swing you might see. Um, Delawella, Delawella, sorry. Um, it's about two kilometers from Unawatuna, so I walked there. Uh, it's not such a bad walk. You can't walk along... The, the shore, you have to walk along the road, but uh, there's a cool rope swing. Hang out with the guys at the rope swing. They're really cool. Uh, you do have to pay a little bit of money to use it now. It's just a couple dollars uh, US. But hang out there and, and um, talk to them and have a water or, or a drink or a snack, and they'll let you come back later and, and use it for free. They'll even say, oh, I'll come back at, at sunset and use it again, take more pictures. It's okay, yeah. So yeah, you know, being kind and being friendly as it does anywhere, it goes a long way. Um, yeah, so I, I, today in an hour, I'm headed north. I'm going to hit a natural uh, national park, and then I'm going to go up into, into the mountains and, and to go to Ella. I mentioned this a little bit at the outset, but I had some trouble really connecting with people initially. Um, it wasn't until I got down here in Unawatuna when I started connecting with people. And it's really because of where I stayed. So I'm staying at a place called Norlanka. That stands for Norway and Sri Lanka because the owners are, one of them is Norwegian and the other is Sri Lankan. They are a couple. And Anoma is the woman who's down here right now. She's actually headed 
today in about an hour as well uh, to Norway. But she was she's been really really great, and you know my first morning was was talking to me was friendly. I was really the only person staying here for a couple of days. Um, it's low season, like I said. So we chatted. She invited me on a hike. Her friend from Norway is going to take over for her while she goes up to Norway for these next few months. And um, so we went on a, a, an awesome hike in the morning before it got hot, like a, like a 6K hike. And then they showed me some spots. We walked all the way down by Jungle Beach. And I've really connected with them, and it's really been great. So she's on uh, this episode. We talked for about a half hour or so about her experiences. Uh, she grew up here in Nunawatuna, and um, she helped to clear up a couple of misconceptions I had and to, to teach me a little bit about life here in Sri Lanka. I should note that like, maybe I'm not being quite fair when I say that um, I haven't quite connected with a lot of people. You know, I think that large-scale tourism is sort of a newer thing here. There was a 26-year civil war that went on from 1983 to 2006. As in most places that were colonized and went through the process of, maybe not most, but many places that went through that process of decolonization, um, it wasn't a smooth transition. In a lot of places, and we talked about this in my episode about Rwanda, um, one identity group, one ethnic group, one tribe in some places um, sort of took precedent or was, was treated better by the colonial power and was sort of propped up by the colonial power. It's not the, the cleanest explanation of it here, but it relates. And there were tensions. There were things put into law. There were actions taken that further divided the Sinhalese people and the Tamil people in post-colonial Sri Lanka. And that came to a head uh, with, with the Civil War. That ended quite recently, if you think about it. Now, most of the armed fighting was in the northern part of the country. So if you're in Jaffna, you'll still see, you know, the actual physical signs of that. Um, but, but really not so much here in the south. But I'm sure that, you know, plays an impact um, on people, on the psyche, on the culture. I'm, I'm certain that there was probably not much tourism during that time. And so you'll see that here, you know, a lot of places are newer. Maybe your Western standard is not quite here in all of the places yet. Um, I got quite lucky, actually, in that it's low season and it, it was quite affordable to come here to Norlanka. And compared to where I've been staying in some places, it's absolutely gorgeous. Like I have a balcony, air conditioning, hot water, towels, an amazing breakfast every morning of fresh fruit and eggs. Um, they've been hooking me up with, you know, reputable drivers and things like that. They've been really, really incredible. So that's another reason why I wanted to have Anoma on here. Um, but yeah, it's re the, the, the history is really interesting. And I wonder what Sri Lanka will look like in another 10 years. That's been kind of a common theme running through a lot of these episodes in that some of the places I'm going are not quite built up with tourism, but are on their way. You know, the, some of the pictures I've been posting and things like that, like the really beautiful scenery. But then there's this massive hotel that's being built. So in the middle of like a jungle setting, there's this giant concrete, ugly structure, frankly. And one thing we talked about with Anoma is like, like most places, yeah, I want to see you know, people be uplifted economically for people to make more money and to have industry and jobs and things like that. But I want to see a place retain its culture because that's the very reason why you want to travel somewhere. Otherwise, a beach is a beach, is a beach anywhere. Um, but, you know, for me, I want to go to a place that's different from other places and experience the culture and meet the people and see how they live and to learn from them and to learn, you know, about myself through them and to sort of share um, in their lives and in their culture. 
And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens. And I'm excited about the rest of my time here. I'll be here for another, what is today? Oh my God. Today's the fourth, so I'm here for another 13 days. So I'm gonna go north, uh, take that train ride, and then work my way around to Nagombo. And from there, go down to the airport and I'm headed to Sri Lanka for, no, not Sri Lanka, that's where I am now. Tim, come on, buddy. I'm headed to Singapore and then I'm going to Jakarta for about a week and a half to record some episodes that I've booked there. So, yeah, um, check out Nor Lanka if you are in the Unawatuna area. Check out Black and White, um, Mati Gadara, uh, Skinny Tom's Deli, and I hope you enjoy this episode with Anoma. Real quick, if you are able to support this podcast, you can do so on Patreon. That's a subscription-based service where you can give $1, $5, $10 a month, whatever you can afford. Uh, I'll do some cool things for you, like send you a postcard or send you something from somewhere in the world or do some uh, individualized content for the people that are Patreon supporters. If you can't support financially but want to support, you can do so by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes or the podcast application of your choice. I'd appreciate any of that. Uh, I appreciate you just listening. So thank you, everybody. Uh, Enjoy this conversation with Anoma. This morning you were telling me that uh, when you were younger, because you were born in Unawatuna, that it was a paradise. Yes. Can you explain what you meant by that? Um, I can remember that uh, the beach was uh, completely different than what the beach are now. No guest house, um, not many tourists. And also the white sand and kind of untouched beach, you know? Yeah. And also it's no um, dustbin, um, like a really village. Unavatuna was really like, really nice village. It's interesting because this is something that I encounter in a lot of the places that I go to is that um, quite recently, maybe within the past 10 years, tourism has increased. Um, so I know that there there are changes. Do you think that ultimately that that's good for this town and maybe for Sri Lanka as a whole? Um, is it negative? Is, is it a mix of some good, some bad? It's a mix. It's a mix. Some is good, some is not very good. Mm. Um, like... Uh, they have uh, night uh, night parties, which is not good for the children, and uh, and the t- uh, but it's it's uh, now it's more touristy touristy yeah. town than before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was also lots of uh, untouched areas, but now it's they have built all over. It's uh, it's. It's uh, in one way it's good, one way it's not good. One way, like tourism, tourism is the uh, main income for right. this town, which is very good, uh, and also the fish, you know. Um, but um, the other things is not good, like uh, uh, parties, you know, beach parties and. Uh, all that is not very good. Yeah. What were prior... So a lot of people do work in the tourism sector and like in the service sector and yes. restaurants and hotels and things like that. What were people doing prior to tourism being here? Like what was the main source of income for people? Fish, Fishing. Fishing. Yeah. And that was um, supplying just Sri Lanka or like maybe internationally? Mm. 
So internationally. Hmm. How about you talked to me this morning that um, in Unawatuna there's a, a lot of uh, native like vegetation and, and herbs and mm. fruits and things like that. When I was in town, I saw that there's an organization that does work with sort of reforesting um, rainforests that are being cut down. Mm. Um, has the landscape changed much with more tourists coming? Um, landscape, yes, it yeah. does because um, before is before from Colombo to Gaul, we didn't have a highway, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes also more traffic and uh, and the landscape is uh, yeah, of course. When did the highway uh, get put in? Um, I think about four years ago. Really? Yeah. It's very, quite new. So before that, how did people do through the railway down the coast, maybe? Yes, right. And it took, uh, like, uh, from Colombo to Gaul, it's like five hours, you know. Mm. Now it's two and a half, so which is good. And the other way, so they have... Uh, the, um, the landscape is different because yeah. then the people have to move from that area and they make a nice big highway yeah. all the way from Colombo to Matara. I mean, it is convenient, right? Like it makes, it does make travel easier. Um, and it's, it, I, I saw the other day that it's rated like, um, there's some sort of international standard for highway rating and it's like, it's rated quite well like the, yeah. that Sri Lanka has very good uh, uh, highways and transportation I guess yes it is so you were born in this town yes what did your did your parents work in fishing no my parents um, my mom didn't work my father was working in a probation department in Gaul um, so uh, I can remember that time when I was uh, little um, that's very few old houses in this town. Mm. And it's nothing on the beach. Absolutely nothing on the beach. Uh, so all these guest houses and, um, and uh, lots of tourism has came now for 25 years ago. Uh, like 30, 40 years ago, it's nothing. Really? It's nothing. There's no electricity. Not everyone had electricity here. And um, no government water supply was here. So it has been very... Now you can find a supermarkets, um, anything you need, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so what was childhood like? I mean, did you go to work at an early age or... Like, did kids spend their time going down to the beach? What were you doing as a kid? You know, we went all, every day in the evening, we went to the beach and play on the, at the beach. Mm. We did. And um, at, at, at that time, were there opportunities to go to university after grade school and high school? That uh, has been the same. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, there was the opportunity. That uh, the, the education is a uh, very high priority priority in mm -hmm. Sri Lanka. Really? Uh, yes, um, because um, that's the only future they have a chance to get a good job. Then you need a good education. So most of the people uh, do try to do best for their children to send a good uh, school college and get a good education so children most of the children is going to school they can read they can uh, yes nowadays are most people going uh most college-aged people going to university in sri lanka or are more people starting to go abroad to schools in the states and things that's like that? both actually so always has been Sri Lankan people wants to go after their university. They want to go to abroad, mm. America, or, uh, Australia, Canada, you know. But now it's the same. Now it's the same. 
because they they don't have very good um, salary mm. there are no jobs that's the reason there are no there are not enough jobs in sri lanka currently yeah mm. yeah so i'm curious i know that sri lanka um, traditionally has produced things like tea um, we talked about spices like cinnamon um, rubber what what are the main um, sources of the country's uh, like the GDP the revenue like where is most of Sri Lanka's money what type of industry is it in I think it's tea really tea, tea and now it's a tourism mm. absolutely tourism do you think that uh, tourism is going to keep increasing. I noticed when we went for the uh, for the hike today, there or you can even see it from the beach. They're building like a giant yeah. building down by the water. Mm. Um, is this just going to keep increasing? Do you think? Um, I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this big uh, high big building is not very good uh, uh, idea. I think. Yeah. Um, is that a hotel? That's going to be a big hotel. Mm. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, very crowded on the beach, maybe. Yeah. And um, I don't know. That's a good idea. It's really interesting because, in my opinion, I would love to see... So a lot of places that I travel, I would love to see the places get more money through tourism. Mm. But I would love to see them keep their culture because mm. that's the very reason why I think you would want to travel there. And I always use the example of Bali, Mm. where you you can still get some traditional Balinese culture, but some of the areas of Bali, they're just like strips of parties, of just, you know, Westerners partying. Yeah. And to me, it's like, you don't get an Indonesian or a Balinese experience there. That's sad. That's sad. I hope that will not happen to Sri Lanka. That's why I'm... I told you that about the walking today morning, uh, you can get a bit other picture of Sri Lanka or the Unavatuna, yeah. where the people live, um, how do they used to live, you know? Right. Uh, but I, I think it will gonna be increasing, tourism going to be increasing the coming years. Yeah. I mean, my hope would be that it does keep its culture. I mean, right now it's still, well, while I'm sure it's quite different, you don't have like the, the loud party music all, all through the night, all no. over the place and things mm. like that. Um, I'm curious because this morning you were saying that uh, you don't get many Americans here. Yeah. So where are the majority of tourists who are visiting uh, either your hotel here or Unawatuna? Where are they coming from? Most, uh, there are lots of Germans Mm. and uh, Netherlands, Scandinavians, Chinese, Russians. Oh, really? And French. Really? Yeah. One thing that I've noticed in traveling everywhere from Africa to Southeast Asia, even parts of America, is there's a lot of Chinese money going into play. uh, you know, not necessarily investing in places, but buying up land and property and things like that. Yeah. Uh, do you see that occurring in Sri Lanka? That happened. Yeah. That happened. Sadly, that happened. Mm. Is it difficult um, for, because another trend that I've seen is, um, I'll give an example. So in the Philippines, I stayed at a place and, and I loved, I really loved the people who, who owned the hostel. Mm. But they were telling me that it's quite difficult there for um, Filipinos to, to, to own a place. So often, like, it will be Australian money that comes in and helps. Mm. Is it difficult in Sri Lanka or maybe in Unawatuna specifically to, to have an establishment like this? Um, do you need to have a link with an Australian, American, a Chinese or something like that? Um. Mainly, foreigners can't own the land here. They have to have a share, the local shares, or they pay 100% tax to the government. Wow. And then, uh, I think you can... These laws, these rules are changing all the time, mm-hmm. you know? 
um, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> this is very. Um, it's a very loose format. <laughs> It's all good. Um, so I have a few questions, which might, if if they're if they're too personal or if it's a difficult subject, we can just we can gloss over it. It's okay. Um, I was wondering, were you here when the the earthquake happened and the tsunami happened in two thousand and four? No, I wasn't here. Were you in Norway? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I came here right after the tsunami. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, so I guess this, this hotel wasn't here yet either? No. We built it right after. Built it to 2005. I would imagine, being that we're on the south, we're on the ocean, it's, it's sea level basically, that... Una Watuna would have been affected greatly by it. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah. Mm. But uh, lots of people build it up again. Mm. And um, you see, they, you can't see that uh, in the Una Watuna we have been affected by tsunami because we have built it up again. You know? Yeah. They catch it up very uh, quick. It is... Because I saw them... I saw even in Colombo, like people building what looked like previously destroyed buildings, like building it up. And then I had read that the cricket stadium in Gaul was uh, possibly needing repairs. Are there still effects of the tsunami here? No? I'm not sure about that. Okay. Mm. Um, I mean, did people ever, maybe not, but I was in Lombok recently um, when the earthquakes were happening. Mm -hmm. And it, even for me, like, I, I went through three of them while I was there because there were, like, five within the course of three weeks, like, bad ones. Um, is that a, with climate change and everything like that, is that a, is that a fear that you think, do, do people think about that? Do you think about that? Like, uh-oh, what if another tsunami comes? Um, people think about that, yes. Yeah. They are more they are more worried about that. Now they know what happened. They know if and we have a tsunami warning tower in our village. Mm -hmm. They will um they will tell us if, oh, really? if something happened here. So what would we do? <laughs> What we have to do, if we get that message, you have to run, run up to the top floor. Really? Yeah. Oh, here. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Yeah. Right. It get yeah. as get as high as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe you can answer this for me. Um, currently in 2018, so some people um, in Colombo would say to me like. Oh, well, where are you going in Ceylon? Or some people would say, where are you going in Sri Lanka? Yeah. Um, is there like a, a political or a social reason why someone would say either Sri Lanka or Ceylon? Like, is there, is there a distinction? Do some people consider it, you know, to, to be s still Ceylon? Like, is, was there a reason for that or is it just habit? No, I think just happened. I think people don't think about that. Okay. Most of the people know now Sri Lanka as a Sri Lanka. Uh, when did the name switch occur? Sri Lanka? Yeah. Quite mm. recently, no? Um, I have to find the right I know, I'm like, that. <laughs> I'm like forcing you to give a history lesson. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny because I always do these and it's like if Sri someone... Sri Lanka, it's... Um, oh, I really can't remember that. I, if, if someone were to start grilling me on American history, I would, <laughs> I would suffer a bit, so I understand. Yeah. Um, 
I, I hope this is fair to say, uh, traveling throughout uh, Southeast Asia is quite easy. Um, you know, most people speak English. Um, most people are, are really willing to talk. In I, I struggled a little bit in Colombo. Mm -hmm. The vibe here in Unawatuna is definitely different from Colombo. Yeah. Um, I struggled a bit in Colombo, and I hope it's fair to say that in a lot of places I went, you know, I try to do what locals do. Like, I'm, I'm trying to eat at local places and things like that. I got a lot of stares. Like, a lot of places I went, like, just people staring at me. Like, and I was yeah. like, I don't know if I'm making people feel uncomfortable. Um, do you, th are, are people quite okay with, with tourists? Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a kind of our culture. People is staring at you. Oh, really? That doesn't has to be um, bad. They're just interesting. Oh, they, they think uh, if you go to the local place to have a dinner, then they will think, wow, he can have a rice and curry. Uh -huh. Yeah, oh, exactly. Something like that, you know. Uh -huh. They will never... Uh, but. But they used to stare at you. That's a okay. bad habit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's funny because... They um, do always, you know. They do stare on the girls. They, mm. they do listen like, like that, but which is you don't you do that in USA or other countries. Right. Like especially New York. Like New yeah. Yorkers have such an attitude yeah. where it's like, why are you staring at me? Why are you looking at me? Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. It's funny though, because you know, there's a real, uh, it, there's a real technique to yeah. eating with your hands. Yeah. And so a lot of people would see a foreigner in places I'm eating, and they're like, they'll bring me a fork and spoon, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I want to eat with my hands. Like, but, yeah. but I haven't quite mastered like the, no, I, I the think grace. They, they, they think uh, it's quite interesting to see that you try to do that. Yeah. You know? Because of that, they're staring you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is there though, and I think I think in, at least in my opinion there is from the very limited amount of time I've spent here. Is there a different culture um, in terms of like the the beach towns of the south versus Colombo? Um, Sri Lanka is uh, very. Do we have a culture which is very. Um, much different from town to the town mm. or to the house to the house. Really? Yes. We have a, each family have their own culture, kind of own culture. You know how uh, the neighbor lives? I don't have to live like their neighbor lives. Oh, really? No? I can wear what I like, but the neighbor doesn't wear how I wear the clothes. Mm. And also, when you come to Colombo, Colombo is very, um, very modern town. You know, yeah. you can. I don't think in Colombo people will stare at you if you go with the modern European clothes. But right. it will do if I go here in Nunavutuna. Oh, you know? really? Nunavutuna is still a bit uh, countryside. Like a little bit more conservative, maybe. Yes. Yes. And uh, when you come to Allen or Aurelia, it's, you will see the big difference. Oh, really? Yes. H how so? Uh, how people live and how, uh, um, what, they are, what they wear, uh, you know, clothes and yeah. attitudes. Will they be a little maybe more traditional in LA also? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to going yeah, there, though. <laughs> you should. You should. Ella is really nice. Yeah. Really nice. Ella walking um, up to uh, Little Adam's Peak and see the Nine Arch, Nine Arch Bridge and Ella Gap. It's really beautiful. Ella Gap? Ella Gap. What is that? Um, that's a... When you come to the Alla Gap, then you will see all Alla. That's a kind of... Uh, oh. um, you will see nice scenery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I am curious, and again, if this is too touchy or too difficult, we don't have to. 
Um, but, you know, I think it, when I talk to a lot of people from home, uh, they're always like, where are you now, right? I'm on, I'm on this long journey. Yes. And I'm like, I'm in Sri Lanka. And they're like, where? Like, where's that? Uh, a lot of people think it's in Southeast Asia because that's where yeah. a lot of my travel has been. Um, and when I tell them, I think something that maybe sort of colors or has an effect on the present day is the fact that quite recently the country went through 26 years of civil war, mm. which ended in, in 2009. Yeah. Um, w- was most of that in the north? W- was, was the south greatly affected by that? Not my South was not much uh, affected, but north of Sri Lanka, yes. Like Jaffna? Jaffna was uh, maybe the worst uh, town. Can you remember, I, I don't even know, like if you were in Europe at that time, like can you remember your experiences during? You know, um, I was actually not here while the really war was really? going on. Okay. I came to Sri Lanka 2005. Okay. And um, that time also we didn't have any problem down south here. Uh, we had just one uh, attack into a harbor, Gold Harbor. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And um, but that was that went okay. Didn't damage anything. So that that was okay. It probably for for obviously you know we're here, but people are listening. It's important. That they, so they know that you spent time in, in Europe. So yes. had you left for Europe prior to 83 then, prior to the start of the Civil War? Um, um, had you already been out of Sri Lanka the, when the Civil War started? Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Mm. Do you think, and again, I'm making you speak for a whole country, so I appreciate you doing this, but do you think that there are still any effects from that long period of war in Sri Lanka? Um, you know, it's a, always has to, someone has to suffer, you know. Mm-hmm. Still someone probably suffering too because of the war. But um, we can't see f- here down south. If you, I don't know how we looks like in Jaffna now, no? Um, have, you, have you been to Jaffna at all or no? I did, but uh, not, um, not really into Jaffna, right? Uh, the town very close to Jaffna. It okay. was very nice. You can't really see that uh, the, uh, there have been war for 25 years. Yeah. No, you can't see. You couldn't see that. So do you think, um, are there still any tensions between, like, Tamil and Sinhalese, or...? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think um, the, they won't never, ever be so strong. Um, terror, terrorism group, you know, that's what... Yeah. I don't think they're going to be... A, I hope... It's not. Yeah, mm. of course. I mean, yeah. It's not. Now it's quite peace in Sri Lanka. We can't. We didn't hear anything, any. Uh, what you call uh, any? Um, yeah, like conflict. Conflict uh, tension. Tamils or yeah. Sinhalese. No, there are uh, lots of Sinhalese there too, mm-hmm. in Jaffna. That works fine. Yeah. Mm. In the south here, are people of a specific, you know, um, I don't even know what you would call it, like specific um, identity or religion or anything like that? Is there a, like are most people Buddhist and Tamil or is, is it very mixed down here in the south? We have lots of Tamils here too. Yeah. In down south, yes. In Colombo, it's lots of Tamils. Mm, the, the Tamils are most of the Tamils are Hindu. Mm. Um, oh, that's right. Sinhalese are Buddhist, you know, uh, and few percent of Tamils are Christian. And we live like a, we're mix uh, mix up. Yeah. So let's say 
Um, hello, American friends. For my American friends back home uh, and for people listening, so the majority of listeners are, are from America. If someone is thinking, I want to come to Sri Lanka, and, you're, and, and, they, and they, they ask you, what are a couple of things that I absolutely need to do or to see when I visit Sri Lanka? How would you answer that? You should see the, uh, our beautiful beaches down here, down south. Down south. And uh, you have to see the uh, Alla Nuralia tea plantation and uh, train trips, um, surfing in Arugambe. Arugambe, yeah. yeah. And, um, and lots of temples we have. So amazing temples, candy. Um, I think that's that's what I, I um, recommend you to see. So so far I've done Colombo, and then I've done just here in Unawatunet, yeah. a little bit in Gaul. Yes. Uh, what makes what makes the train trip so special? Because I've heard that from my friends who have been here too. Like you have to take the train from Ella to Candy. Like, yeah. What makes that so great? You know, because the train, uh, the train trip from um, Alla to Kandy, uh, the first they are uh, driving through tea plantations. You know, mm. have a, like a tea tops. You know, like a tea tops. It's a really beautiful landscape, and also the temperature is really nice. Temperature is good. Um, you will see the uh, this small island. You can see from three hours away. First, you get the beach, and then you get the mountains, uh, the tea, and all this. When you say temperature, is it cooler than it is down here? No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> A little bit cooler in the night time, mm. but. Um, there's nothing when you compare with Norway. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which is um, where you've spent a lot of time and where your yes. husband is from. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I'd love to talk about this place for, for a moment, too, because I would definitely recommend people come here. It's funny because I always say, like, you don't need much. I, I've said this on the podcast, so now I'm being a hypocrite. But I always say, like, you don't need much in the place that you stay. But I have... In, in the two months that I've been traveling, I, I've slept on hardwood floors. I've slept in some dingy places. I won't name the place in Colombo that I stayed, but I had cockroaches in my room. I had lizards in the room. I had, like, the, 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 the sink didn't work. And so I booked this place, which is really affordable. Mm -hmm. And I was not expecting much because it was affordable. And I pulled up and I'm like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> like, I have... Aircon and there are towels and toilet paper and it's nice to have just some of the modern comforts from home. Um, it, is this something that you specifically set out to do because you knew that like you know Europeans or Westerners want that standard or we are we are, you know we want to our tourists our guests who is coming to have a good time. Yeah. And uh, the our hotel is, we try to keep it clean all the time. Maintain is very important to keep it the same standard. Uh, and um, yes, we do, the, the cleaning is our main thing to uh, keep our guests is coming, uh, coming all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's really like I'm. I'm not just saying this because you're on here. Like it's, it's been really great. That's why I just like extended too. It's like okay, yeah. I want to be comfortable for a few more days. I know a lot of places around here don't even have aircon. Um, is it is it difficult to maintain a business and to to keep a profit? No, because of the weather, because of the climate, mm. it's difficult to keep it in the same standard. You know, it's very hot yeah. and very humidity is very high. So everything can be very um, mold. Yeah, yeah, mold. Yeah. yeah. So uh, because of that, we have very simple 
still nice white bed sheets white bed uh, white uh, walls white floor everything is white you know yeah. so that makes uh, uh, make sure that uh, they are, we, we keep it clean is it difficult though to i guess to attract business like are you always busy are there periods of the year when things slow down um Oh, yes, it's uh, from August to, like, uh, actually from all the way from April, April to August, September, it's very quiet here. Then is the Arugambe is the busy time, you know. Oh. Arugambe, Alla, Nuvarelia, they have a seasons there because I of see. the temperature. Here, and also the beach is rough now. Mm, when yeah, yeah. they're in the middle of uh, November, they start to get the beach is really, really beautiful, like a big pool, you know. So not high waves, all this. I know that in Sri Lanka, there's two different rainy seasons depending on your geographical location. When is the rainy season that affects the south here? Um, April, 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 May, and November. Oh, really? So yeah. Okay. Mm. So I got lucky. You get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I just avoided it. <laughs> well, listen, um, it's honestly, I, I really, the thing that I love the most about traveling is, I've, so I've done a lot of crazy things on this trip so far. Yeah. You know, I've, I've trekked through the mountains in the Philippines to get a tattoo from a 101-year-old tattooer. Um, I've, I've been through three earthquakes. I, I got really a, a traditional a tribal tattoo in Malaysia. Like I, I've done things that probably sound quite romantic and adventurous to people, but the things that I like the most are sitting down with people, sharing a meal, learning from them, mm. experiencing their culture the way that they experience it. And I, I really tried my best in Colombo, and I just, I had a real hard time connecting with anyone or mm. meeting anyone. Um, and then I came down here, and like right away, like you were very friendly. You gave me all this information. You were like, hey, we're going on a hike. Come on the hike. I went on the hike. Uh, so I'm really appreciative of, of, of the hospitality and, and you letting me into that, that piece of Sri Lankan life. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you very um, much. And, and thank you for doing this. Um, listeners will be able to check the the written notes for this episode, so they'll they'll find the link to to the to the hotel here, so that they'll they'll know where That's to go. Good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very um, much. So again, thank you. I, I've really in, enjoyed my time here, and appreciate you giving me your time. Thank you very Thanks. much. Thanks.